Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ivelisse, a.k.a. La Sicaria, a.k.a. the baddest bitch in the building from Lucha Underground. And you're listening to the Oversell Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 70, and we are talking all things professional wrestling, include the return of Goldberg. Goldberg. Get ready. This is the Oversell Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. It's the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. But before we get there, let's do some housekeeping. Be sure you are following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast. And I, you can follow me at D-E-R-I-C-K-O-V-E-R-S-E-L-L. At WolfMike23. Also, be sure you head over to Amazon.com. The shopping season is here. Help us out with while you're doing your normal Christmas shopping on Amazon. Head over to OversellPodcast.com and click on the Amazon link right underneath the main player and do all your Amazon shopping there. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you helping out this podcast by doing shopping you're already going to do on Amazon. Yep. <laughs> Way to add, Mike. Those broadcasting <laughs> classes are paying off, man. I've... <laughs> Mike, crazy week in wrestling. Somebody came back. I mean, Goldberg came back, and you know that whole episode. I like that they made you. I hate. Well, I like and I hate it. It was smart that they made you wait until the very end of the show. Right. right. It wasn't like it. They did it at the. They didn't open the show with it, or not, or it did it at the um, nine o'clock hour or anything right. like that. I mean, you had to go through the whole show to get there. But I mean, it was it was an all right raw. Um, I'm still over. Mick and Foley being, or Mick Foley and Stephanie being involved with every part of the show, it seems. They but weren't on as much this week. I think maybe they've been listening to our podcast and they've been so. picking up on it. But, uh, you know, it, it comes out, come to find out, we are going to get our first women's Hell in a Cell match coming up here in October 30th. It'll be interesting. I, I still don't know about it. You know, it's they're not going to be able to. Well, I mean, they could pull them off, but they're not going to be allowed to do some of the things that make a hell in a cell match. You know, right. the hell in a, a hell in a cell match. But I mean, what do you what did you what do you think? What are your thoughts? I don't know if it's necessary. I mean, yeah, it's you know they're still going with the whole women's revolution and you know all of that. And it is, you know, groundbreaking and it's the first time ever and all. And it's, I mean, purely for, you know, ratings and just the hype for it. But nothing against those, you know, nothing against Sasha and Charlotte. But I just don't think Hell in a Cell is necessary for them. Could this lead into other things, though? Make Like, uh, could we get a... Um, uh, uh, like a money in the bank match for the ladies because of this? Could we get... I, I would be more behind that than the Hell in a Cell. Because, I mean, the Hell in a Cell, it's supposed to be, like, brutal. I mean, over the years, it's, you know, it's been cut back on a little bit, you know, violent wi violence-wise with, you know, lack of blood and all that. But there's only... 
I don't know. I just don't see see them giving the women like a green light to just do whatever they want. And I don't know. I just don't know how well it's going to go over. Uh, again, I, I mean, I, no, I do agree that, you know, I still think that if the pay-per-view is called Hell in a Cell, I think every match should be in the cell. Yeah. But. Uh, and I agree. I just don't know about this one. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's a lot of hype because um, there's word that they could have gone, they were going to go on last, but I think they've now they've kind of gone back on that, backtracked you know, on it, and it may not be the final match, but it could still be the main event in people's eyes, is what Mick Foley was saying. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for this pay per view coming up. I think uh, I, I'm really excited for Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Yeah, as always, because you know Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are fucking awesome in my eye. And I, th- I think the, the Reigns and Rusev match in the cell, I think that that is fitting for the cell. Ru- I think Rusev is killing it right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's just, it's, it's he's, his promos have been really good lately. You know, he's just been, a, I think he's finally being a bad guy that we've needed on Raw for so long. I think Lana has stepped up, too, with her so? with her mic work. You think so? I've been really impressed with her. Yeah, and they haven't been like losing their accents here. Yeah, Strange. I don't. You know, come to think of it, Lana, I think's held on pretty well to her fake accent. Yeah. Um, Rusev, I think there's times when he so- kind of sounded like a little Brooklyn dude. But. <laughs> but Lana even held on to it when she was, you know, without Rusev. You know, when she was with Ziggler for that short time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think she's really been stepping it up. I've oh. been really impressed with her. I'm trying to pull up the raw results. From this past week, but um, you know, Google's not being my friend today. Let me see if I can get them right here. Yeah, because you know, a good a good host would take notes. Yeah, but and I'm, you know, I am far from a good host. That's what the internet's for. It takes notes for you. <laughs> that's why we do a podcast on the internet. Was it from Oakland, California? Was that the one, was that where they were at this week? Mm, no, they were in Colorado somewhere. Oh, so that wasn't the right site either. <laughs> Why is Google not being my friend today? Your internet is not being anybody's friend. Well, is it ever? It's not my friend. Do I need to edit? I, Am I, I going to need to edit this stuff out? No, this is good content. <laughs> yeah, a wrestling podcast, not talking about wrestling, but bitching about. One of the hosts' internet. Yes, I have, I have unfriended your internet on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> My internet on Facebook? Not anymore. <laughs> Not to you. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. The joys of being live. Let's see. Well, we got some action in the chat room here while we're pulling this stuff up. I can. Hell yeah. Uh. Something was pointed out elsewhere was Charlotte Sasha didn't have the most complete feud on Raw. I didn't think that was true at first, but it is. No other feud it is as long or as much of a rivalry. It's a three-year feud from NXT now. Also, their matches have progressed to become more heated and brutal. And that was our buddy George in the chat room, which you can always join at Mixler.com slash Oversell Podcast. That's M-I-X-L-R.com. Slash oversell podcast. Maybe Bleacher Report will will help me. Maybe it's because we're both on the internet right now and trying to just. Your internet's really bad if two people can't be on it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. There we go. Here we go. Um. 
Yeah. That's that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel like we're on mm-hmm. the we're the guys from King of the Hill. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor. 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 And doctor. Let's see. Like I found the results. I just can't see them yet. All I right. haven't watched them, but don't finally, ask me to remember. Finally got some results here. Um, Owens and Jericho opened up the show. Uh, Jericho, we've said it a million times, is doing his best work right now. The list, you know, it's always something, whether it's Drink It In Man or any, or the list of Jericho. I mean, it's he is just great. And when, his, when he fu- eventually fused with Kevin Owens, it's going to be a great feud. Who didn't think there's going to be the heel in that? Jericho, I'm trying to. Sparkle Crotch. That's who you're talking about. Sparkle Crotch. That's what Seth Rollins kept trying to call him and trying to get the crowd into, but they just <laughs> would not really go for it. They they tried, but it died really quick. Well, you know why they're not going into it, don't you? Because why? Because, oh, I had a good joke here, but um, <laughs> they don't want to be on the list. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So we had a match between Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho. Uh, as you can expect, the uh, I thought it was a great match. Those guys, you know, there's two of the best in the business right now. Um, yeah, it looks like Jericho may be turning face. You know, he keeps getting uh, he keeps getting attacked, or he keeps Kevin Owens just kind of keeps leaving him in the ring. Yep. Um, and yeah, I think it's uh, it'd be really good to see everybody. Legit cheer for Jericho, but he's so good as a heel. Oh, he's the best. I, I I prefer heel Jericho. I prefer him as face Jericho if he's going against Stephanie, because yeah. that is some of the greatest stuff ever. They, they have they have some good chemistry. Yeah, they, it's, you know, it goes back. Uh, even when Invasion, you know, they're going back even further. Oh yeah, to where you know I hate Chris Jericho. I hate him. I hate him. And that voice that makes you want to rip your eyeballs out yeah. that's only Stephanie can pull off. But with Jericho, it doesn't matter. Face, heel, whatever. It's still going to, you know, high high possibility that he steals the show every time he's on. Yep, and I think, uh, is he going to, what are they going to do with him at Hell in a Cell? Do you think he finally gets added into the match? He has to be involved somehow. It's kind of weird that they're they are doing the triple threat Monday on Raw and not just going ahead and adding him. So it, he has to show up somehow. He's, I mean, he's technically a major part of the main event feud right now. You can't not have him involved in the title picture on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, let's see. I don't know what's going on here tonight. Let me just... <laughs> Not a good night for old Derek and the. Well, I have it pulled up. Oh, if, okay. If, yeah, yeah, you yeah go, I found it. Run, let's go through yeah. it. Let's go through it. Uh, see, after that, uh, Lita had her interview with Charlotte. Good interview. Yeah. Charlotte was. You know, a lot of people may shit on Charlotte. I think she's doing good work right now. Yeah, I, I fully agree. And George and I know you'll you'll probably disagree with the chat room, but this is one of the better feuds going on on Raw. Yeah. No, like thinking about you know everything going on right now. Yeah, I mean, what what feud is um, what feud's better than right now, other than Rollins? Yeah, other than Rollins, yeah. Derek's Derek's internet versus Sprint's reception in a Hell in a Cell match. (laughs) You know what? It's funny is I have Sprint too. 
they would never make it to the cell. <laughs> I, I like Sprint. <laughs> Go on. Keep going. It's called Sprint, but it's not fast. Go on. What the hell? What's next? Oh, Match of the Night. Golden Truth and Mark Henry versus Shining Stars and Titus O'Neil. No, it wasn't. <laughs> really? Yeah, but I will say I do like the the whole bouncing bouncing ball gold dust head yeah. for the lyrics so everyone can <laughs> sing along at home. That was pretty funny. Everything about that's ridiculous. Well, it's our truth, so it's got to be. Yeah. This is the dude that handed Jericho a payday bar saying, I got your payday. And Jericho just immediately responded, are you nuts? <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> that's Hey, drink it in, man. Uh, Jericho had another argument with Owens backstage. Then we got Sheamus versus Big E. Sheamus went back in the ring, got rolled around. Big E to end the match. Uh, Neville versus Bo Dallas. And it's kind of a squash, wasn't it? Yeah. Bo Dallas pretty much dominated most of it. Curtis Axel was down there with him and... Curtis Axel was celebrating with Bo Dallas afterwards, and then Bo turned on Curtis Axel and beat the shit out of him. And it's a different Bo Dallas now, but I yeah. s- it's still not getting over. I mean, if, at this point, what can they do with Bo Dallas to get him over? Send him back to NXT. Send him to send him to his brother. He would at least get some attention. Then there would be some sort of pop, whether it be good or bad. But ever since he's been brought up to the main roster, he is... Well, you know, the whole social outcast thing, that was doomed to fail from the start. Well, yeah. Eventually, it was not going to be... No, it wasn't going to last. But, I mean, even prior to that, when he first came up, you know, a year or two ago... See, I I like that what they were doing with him then, when he was going around and, you know, they should have kept him undefeated for a while. Who did he lose to? Like, R-Truth or something like that? I don't know. I haven't paid attention to him. I mean, his... He's boring him. I mean, it's another it's another one of those, you know, did amazing in NXT. I mean, he was the longest reigning NXT champion and then comes up to the main roster and then is just forgotten. I mean, mid-card all-star, basically. Yeah, you know, he's a smaller crowd guy. He's only going to get those rea- – he won't get the reactions from the big side. I think he would be all right on SmackDown. But – I mean, he he needs to be put in a big program with somebody, you know, a bigger-name person. Like who? Anybody bigger than? I mean, he hadn't really. Like this week, it was Neville. Prior to that, it was all, you know, just jobbers that they throw, you know, enhancement talent to right. throw in. Right. They were trying to build him up, like they've been doing with uh, Strowman and uh, Nia Jax. Which what they're doing with Strowman, I'm loving. Yeah. You know, take, taking on three guys at the same time. It, it's like it's like old school, like. 80s early 90s where you know it's people you've never heard of and it's i mean it's truly just enhancement talent just to get the the main star over now i'm i'm going i find it interesting that they're going to have um stroman and Sami Zayn in a program yeah that's i mean hopefully to me that would need to be a long-term feud with stroman going over multiple times and then letting sammy eventually just get one big one at the end of the feud, but it needs to go on for a long time because, you know, Sammy just doesn't look like a guy that could beat Strowman, if I'm being honest. No, and it's sad to say because for how long have we been asking when is Sammy Zayn going to get his, like, big wins and, 
he's well, a, he's another one, you know, did amazing in NXT. Everybody thought he was getting a huge push when he came up, and then they can't find anything for him. You know, and it sucks. Well, they have something for him, but they got to save it, you know. Him and Kevin Owens are destined <laughs> to fight forever. True. But so eventually that's going to be a world title feud to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the title. I mean, we are gonna, they are going to go back to that. Well, they have to. Yep. And it, it's like a fail-safe. I mean, uh, we don't have anything for Kevin Owens. Oh, Sami Zayn pulling back up. Uh, next up, I think we had Dana Brooke take on Bailey. Bailey. And it looked like Bailey got hurt in this match. Yeah, they said afterwards, you know, she was taken back by the, you know, crew or whatever, but haven't seen anything that it was a real injury, you know, wasn't legit or anything. I mm-hmm. think it's just trying to put Dana Brooke over. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's another long-term feud we could have there with eventually Bailey moving on to Charlotte when she gets over in the, in the at the end of the right. feud. Because right. that's how it has to end, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, I think the the big one that they're wanting at WrestleMania, they're wanting Sasha and Bailey. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome because they're you know it's turned turned Sasha heel, and Bailey's Man, the huge baby what face if, at what WrestleMania. If, what if Sasha and Bailey in a ladder match at WrestleMania? Damn, wouldn't that be wouldn't <laughs> that be awesome? Yeah, that's one of the few things they haven't done yet. I mean, it, I guarantee you. It would uh, that would be the probably one of the best matches on the card because those two girls they deliver in big matches, and it would be the first time. Is right. it ever? It may be uh, that two women have had ladder matches in the WWE. I'm sure that they've done it on the Indies a bunch, right? Which is awesome too. But what was next? Uh, they talked to Sami Zayn. Well, actually, it was the. Well, let's see, what was it? Oh, they had the little uh, interview about Heyman talking about Goldberg being there. Then they went to the Strowman, defeated the three guys. Mm-hmm. The Mile High Trio. Yeah. Destroyed them, as he should. And then, of all people, Sami Zayn comes out. I mean, honestly, you were expecting somebody much bigger. I it, I think I thought it would have been a great return for, like, Big Show or something yeah. like that. I mean, which, I really thought that was kind of the, the end game for this. You know, Big Show was going to come back, and it was going to be his... I don't know. There have been talks that he won't be around much longer. Uh, George in the chat room asked an interesting question. Have you noticed the top NXT stars of 2015 are the ones getting main roster opportunities compared to those prior? Think about it. Sasha, KO, Charlotte, Becky, Baylor, Bailey, Balor, and Enzo. Yeah. I mean, prior to that, you know, the, the I guess you'd say the class before that was really uh, Neville, Bo Dallas, Sami Zayn, but he had, you know, he got brought up and was injured, then brought up and injured and all that, but... And someone he left off, Big, Cap, big Cass, too. I thought, yeah. I think Big Cass, since his roster debut, has been... The Ascension. I mean, Shut not up. to bring up, you know, bad Shut memories up. or anything, but they... They were really the first ones that came up and then just nothing happened with them. It's like, I don't know why they bring them up if they're not going to do anything with them. May have a guest join us here for a couple of minutes. Really? Yep. Yeah, but then we had uh, Rusev and Lana cut promo. Reigns came out and they did their usual stuff, but... 
I'm really liking this feud. The re- yeah, I thought this promo was great. Yeah, uh, the, showing the pictures of his family and his dog, and it's just the Ru- meet the Rusevs. <laughs> Rusev did something. He said something really odd though. What's that? He, you know, he was t- you know after showing his family, you know, talking about Reigns always talks about his family, but you know, whatever. And then he showed his whole family, like he really respected, you know, Rusev respected his own family. But then Reigns came out talking trash, and at one point Rusev replied with, you can disrespect my family, but you can't disrespect me. And it really seemed like that should have been, you know, reversed. He should have, you know, you can disrespect me, but, you know, I draw the line at disrespecting my family. And it just sounded like he got that backwards. Let me see if I can call... gonna get fred in here he wants to join us for a bit um i love the combo of lana slapping uh rusev and then and then the kick and then the kick it was just it yeah. seemed like that was very well rehearsed you have reached the vo- voicemail box of five eight six seven six <laughs> four two seven seven one at the tone well Please record Sorry. your voicemail. Sorry you guys are hearing this. It is just, what a messy show tonight. What a <laughs> Probably need to edit out his um, number. Yep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hey, man. There we go. Hey, how you doing? This is Fred, everybody, at the letter K, F-A-B-E, Connection on Twitter. Right now, we are just do- going through Raw right now. Um, we just talked about Rusev, uh, we, the Meet the Rusev segment, and what do you think? Um, I did not see that. Uh, honestly, that's the one segment that I did get to to watch. Actually, uh, I do enjoy what uh, uh, what Rusev is doing right now, and it's not just. I think Rusev got like the Lana pop. Oh, his you know blah 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 blah. But I I really think Rusev's getting his groove. I think what Rusev needs though is a good enough opponent, and that's not just thing on Reigns. I just think they're too similar for it to work. There's got to be somebody that they can put him with. I, mean, I, I can't even put my finger on I don't know if you guys want to take a clip. I think with the right program for Rusev, it can take it. You broke up a little bit there. Mannerisms and everything. Hello? In range. In range. Right feud, right opponent to, to put him all over. That was me saving myself for not seeing that. <laughs> for not seeing segment, but. Uh, after that we had and i thought this was interesting big cast defeating carl anderson quickly yeah quickly and and clean yeah that's i mean i don't know there's something not right about doing that it's kind of like what they're doing on smackdown where finally alexa bliss did get a clean win on naomi this week right but I mean, if she's dressed up like Freddy Krueger, she, she's going to win. Uh, well, I would hope so. <laughs> um, but it, I thought it's strange that Big Cass and the, got the clean win over Carl Anderson right now when they should be oh, keeping the uh, bullet or the, the right, cl- dude. They should be keeping the club pretty strong. Yeah, I mean that's what they were doing for the past uh, two weeks. At least they're not doing comedy. That's all I can think. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Big Cass is. Like they really pulled off on him, right? He was primed to be the next dealer. You know, the first few 
fan and oh, and they were kind of testing the water. But is that indicative of like he didn't pass the litmus test, or because now they really cooled off? I know the dirts are saying, oh, well, they're going to be part of a big tag team push, but that's what's awkward about it is like they push him as a singles guy while in those out, then they throw them together, then they're not in a pay per view. But don't worry, they're going to be pushed stronger down the road. Like, it's just so weird the way they're booking certain people. I just I don't get that. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's it, I don't know. And it does up a win over the club for what it's worth. And it, it's kind of it's like I said, you know, you have Alexa Bliss you take on Naomi who filled in for uh, Becky Lynch, right. and then you don't put the number one contender over in that match. Doesn't it just doesn't make a bit of sense to me? And didn't even you know and lost clean. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a, a cheap win or anything. I mean, she was just beat. Right. So that's how you're going to make your number one contender look. It's really strange. Yeah, I don't... I, <laughs> Weird. We, we, no one can ever know what goes on in Vince McMahon's <laughs> head with these things sometimes. What's next, Mike? I uh, had the second <laughs> interview. Do what? Do what, Fred? Oh, I said he's a visionary. He's a genius. He invented <laughs> WrestleMania. And no, Hogan and Cindy Lauper invented WrestleMania. Sorry. And he doesn't know what a burrito is. <laughs> Sorry to burst everyone's bubble. <laughs> no, Vince, Vince gets it. I mean, he, well, we'll, we'll, we'll use the right sense. He got it at one point. But to say everything he does is infallible and he's just a genius uh, is a bit of a stretch. I mean, he obviously he's doing something. Right, standpoint of talent and making the product entertaining. Uh, when you have to go back to your old toy room, like you come home, you're, you're in college, you got to come back to your old toy room and get his old toys out when you were a kid and try to impress yourself with them. Not like that Vince McMahon <laughs> going to his toy chest and pulling out his Goldberg figures. Try like see see this is fun and uh, of course it went off and and it's a testament to Goldberg. I mean, say what you want about his in ring work. I was never a fan. I was a Hollywood Hogan fan in the WCW days, but he drew ratings. Uh, but the problem is, is why aren't we pushing new stars? And you see that on SmackDown, but you don't see that on Raw. Right. And you got Neville out here looking like Dan Jobber to Malice. And his finisher is the red arrow. I don't care if his ears look goofy or he has an accent. He's jacked <laughs> as shit. He looks like a Chippendale dancer. And his finisher is the red arrow. I really don't think you could have become a superhero or ice cream truck driver to have him get over. Um, and, and if you followed him when he was Pac in the Indies, he was killing it with all the main top guys that are in WWE right now, nonetheless. So it's just, you know, yeah, he's done a lot for the business and then you see stuff like this and it's like the roster is the most talented as far as athletes and wrestlers go I think possibly ever that they've ever had and yeah people are going to fall through the cracks but you can't waste the level of talent that they have right now and especially you know scratching your head and going well do really to do with level that purple hate thing didn't work so let's job them out to Bo Dallas like it's just weird, <laughs> and then Curtis Axel's a baby face now. Like it's all within that segment. It's like, what are they doing with Catholic people? Too many hands in the pot. That's what it is. Just too many hands in the pot trying to get their ideas across. Well, what happened next on Raw? Uh, went to the Sasha Banks interview with Lita. 
very, another solid interview. It seemed a bit shorter than than Charlotte had, but it and it almost seemed like Sasha, like she wasn't prepared for the questions. Everything was just kind of, it was really generic. It seemed like for her. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, you want they probably wanted her to cut a face promo and right. going to you know just say these words and emphasize these points and like hers would have been better if she would have been heel. Yeah. I think I think we need a, a heel Sasha Banks eventually. That's oh, she'll, that's, she'll she'll get there again. The boss is a heel character. Yeah. That's what she is no matter what. That or that's what she's better as right. to me. No. What do you think, Fred? Oh, I absolutely agree with you, Derek. Uh, like it's hard there's certain characters where it's hard to pull off a babyface persona. And if you're the boss and you're coming out with four finger rings and strutting and you got your Kanye glasses on, like it's hard for people to look at you and go, man, that person. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, that's part of your for your people to not like you with that with your attitude. So the boss here in ring. Think we're. I think we're getting, you're getting, you're uh, in a bad. like you see people now, and I'm not putting her in the same vein, and it definitely she doesn't, you, you said what? I think we're, you're getting in a bad cell area. You were broken up a little bit there. Oh, I was cutting off. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, now now it seems better. What were you saying? Okay. I think long uh, story short. in the same vein with certain legends, or. Go ahead, keep going. Okay, we're good. You can hear me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good now. We're good now. We're good now. Okay, not to put her in the same vein as other like legends, but even the fact that she's not wrestled nearly nearly as long as them. But there are certain people that are so good at like an aspect of what they do, like hers and ring work. It's like Paul Heyman, which at one point now I think it's kind of stale, but. Even as a heel, he's telling the crowd they're morons and idiots, but he's so good at telling you you're an idiot, you can't, like, you cheer with it. Same with, like, a flair and, like, other people. So, like I said, the loose analogy, not to compare, like, she's in the vein of legends, but her in-ring work is just so incredible. It's hard to, like, it would be hard to boo her. Wow. You know, there's just certain people, their talent, it's, it's hard for you to, to put their talent alone to, to boo them. Well, then you've got so good at what you do. Yeah, and you've also got the um, the the dorks and out there that are gonna, you know, cheer on her when she's a heel and boo her when she's a face anyway. So you always have that in the crowd because it's well. ironic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we got to go against the grain. You know, we can't cheer for the good guy and re- boo the bad guy. No, we got to be different. If we boo the bad guy, it's gonna hurt their feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was next, Mike? Uh. Brian Kendrick, Tony Nese, Drew Gulak versus TJ Perkins, Cedric Alexander, and Rich Swan. I, I enjoyed it. It was a, I think it was a fun match. Tony Nese was in it, so it was great. Yeah, Tony. I love Tony Nese. I'm really coming around on Drew Gulak too. I, you know, I didn't get to see much of his indie work. I'm sure right. Fred could fill a two-hour episode just on the works of Drew Gulak. <laughs> but to I love I love theme song involved is hilarious. Do what? His theme song His and evolve. His theme song and evolve. Uh, it's that old '90s song that "Tell It to My Heart." And it's like <laughs> it's like this old '90s pop song, but it's an instrumental, and it's like doo 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 doo. 
It is like this ass kicker from Philly, and it's just so strange and convoluted. Like, it's just so weird. Uh, but there was a guy at the Joppa show when Cody Rhodes wrestled Zack Sabre, and I forget who Gulak went up against, but during the match, there was a guy next to me in a New Day shirt, and to the tune of that, his 90s theme song, the guy next to me said, kick him in his face, kick him in his stupid face. He was doing along to his, yeah, just so hilarious, but... Who went over them? Gulak, I mean, he started in CZW and I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say who went over in the match. I guess. Oh, and the CWC. But yeah, uh, Rich Swan got the, the submission win. Yeah. Fun stuff. Uh, I, I, I kind of, I'm like, I'm loving and hating what they're doing with the Cruiserweights on Raw right now. You know, I'd like, I'd like to see them interact with other members of Raw, just not a, the Cruiserweight guys. Yeah, it's weird that they've, well, I mean, I kind of understand it. I mean, that was the whole plan was just to to kind of keep them as their own little entity. You know, cruiserweights, you only see them with cruiserweights. You get one or two matches on Raw, and then that's it. I mean, they don't really mention them for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. But then after that, there was another uh, – it was the Foley and Stephanie backstage yeah, a- mandatory <laughs> moment where they made the, the triple threat match next week on Raw instead of in the cell. Which still I don't understand. Yeah. And then there was a a, a slightly hyped return. Let all right. So, you know, at first when I, I love watching the people react to Goldberg like the New Day. I thought Big that E was, was Big the e, best. Big E was <laughs> marking his ass out at the return of Gold Goldberg, and it was. And I thought he cut a great promo. Yeah. I thought I, my favorite line was "Your last." Yeah. I thought I thought he did did very well, you know. I, I saw jokes about coming everywhere about all the kids he was picking up were actually his kids, <laughs> <laughs> and how he seemed like he was blown up just coming through the entrance. Well, I mean, part of that's probably adrenaline too. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was probably uh, he was probably pretty jazzed, jacked up, yeah. ready to go for that. And uh, saw people, you know, as soon as he got to the ring, he was already sweating. Well, he stood in fucking fire yeah. for like let 20 me, seconds let me let me put you in a big pyro and see how you yeah. feel, how how much you sweat but it, it was great seeing him back yeah i'll it, say it i, yeah. I enjoyed it, it I, I was tre- i was kind of trepidous coming into it but i enjoyed the promo i thought i thought he did very well and you know do we do do we think that they're piping in goldberg chance no fred I, th- I think it was legit fred do you think no. No, absolutely not. That that was uh, that was organic. That was real. Uh, they're just certain people, man. Look at Warrior. He he's in the same vein. Not a great worker, but he is a superstar. But Warrior was a superstar. Yep. Uh, he's not hitting four fifties and you know <laughs> hitting insane moves. He's just he'd be looking at him as a star. same with Goldberg, man. Uh, kids, little kids weren't even a uh, twinkle in their dad's eye. Uh, but they were just in awe of this guy. That's a testament to him as far as him being a superstar. Yeah, and it, uh, like I said, great promo. You know, uh, he came out and I thought he delivered well. And Goldberg was never really a mic guy, but I really enjoyed this promo. And that that's the part that kind of threw me is, you know, talking about when he was going around the world promoting 2K17 and seeing all the kids and, you know, looking at him like a superstar or like a, a superhero. 
how many of those kids actually know who he is? I mean, he just looked the part. And, that, and what's great now is you have the WWE Network, so you can go back and see, you know, what made Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg just don't watch how they ended his streak. Yeah. Watch him get tased by Scott Hall. Uh, Wouldn't well, it be sick if Scott Hall came out at Survivor Series, tased Goldberg, and, and Lesnar hit the F5? That would be awesome. <laughs> That's, that is the most <laughs> ridiculous booking I think I've heard in my life right now. That's hilarious. So, overall. Bro, bro i got to tell you, bro. What if it's what? It, no, no. So everyone thinks it's Scott Hall, and he takes off his mask, and it's Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, 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 Goldberg, bro, bro, bro. I just cattle prodded you, bro. I think you could watch the ratings at that point go from like. Oh my God, that would do what? What what'd you say? I that said Russo can take the mess off and it'll be David Arquette. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Now we're getting now it's getting really interesting. <laughs> Swerve. Um so yeah, that was Raw this week. It was an all right show, but I was high I got hyped at the end of it because yeah, I didn't think I would get as hyped seeing Goldberg come back, right. but I got I, I had a I had a Goldberg who's next shirt. You know, I, I he was <laughs> I had one. I, I was in high school, man, and <laughs> Goldberg, you know, Goldberg was good. I had that, and I had the um, diamond DDP. I had the DDP shirt yeah. with his hand and face inside a diamond doing the self-high five or the, the diamond cutter sign. I had that shirt, too. So, I'll, you know. Did, didn't, Derek, did you see the sign last night, the your next sign? No, I didn't. Was that on Smack? I guess uh, definitely not spelled correctly. It was definitely grammatically incorrect, and it's hilarious because you, you just know somebody's going to make a big ass sign and put Y O U R, and all I can think of is CM Punk Grammar Slam, and he's <laughs> like, Goldberg signs coming back. It's like your next, his next, our next, <laughs> your next. Oh my God, those tricky homonyms are so tricky when you're making a wrestling sign. I just thought a punk's grammar slam. Fred, where can folks find you on social media? At the letter K, F-A-B-E, Connection. And uh, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, just search K-Fabe Connection. Covering, I mean, a lot of people typecast things like an indie podcast, but I just I cover wrestling. I talk about everything. My last episode, it posts every Monday on iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, sent. Uh, but my last episode, I yeah, I, I stuck to one company. I covered the pro wrestling gorilla battle of Los Angeles um, all three nights, watched it marathon style, but also got into news and notes, talked a lot about this Matt Fidel issue. If you, you heard about the news with him, yep, I uh, went on a big tirade about that uh, and then touched base on some other topics. So, yeah, it's an all-around pro wrestling podcast. Very cool. Well, Fred, we are going to take a quick break, and then I've got um, we're going to have a guest join us, Eric Wayne, uh, third generation superstar out of here in Memphis, Tennessee. So we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Looks like we're having some difficulties getting in touch with Eric Wayne, so we'll get him rebooked for another night. Um, let's go on. We've talked about Raw. Let's go talk a little bit of SmackDown. How are we doing? Yeah, SmackDown. I thought it was a good show this week. I think SmackDown is starting to become a better show than Raw Weekly. I agree. I mean, and it, you wouldn't have thought that. You know, I you mean, wouldn't have thought you would ever say that. You know, well, you, years how ago. long have you known me? Long enough to know that you never watch SmackDown. Exactly, and I'm enjoying <laughs> SmackDown more yeah. than I'm enjoying Raw. 
Um, it opened up with a match between Randy Orton and Luke Harper. And Bray Wyatt, while Randy Orton was cutting a promo, cut his own promo from a, inside a casket. Inside a casket. And surrounded by creepy goat masks. Um, sheep masks. Sheep, whatever. Yeah. Big difference. Whatever. The internet community will kill you if you don't get it right. Oh, well. Screw them. <laughs> um, but uh, that led into a match with Luke Harper, and eventually the casket comes to the ring, led by the people in the sheep mask. Right. And Bray Wyatt comes to find out is in the casket. And yeah. Well, I mean, he came out riding in it all the way right. down yeah, the ramp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was riding in it like it was a, you know, I guess, favorite crib or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, Orton hit the top rope DDT. Wyatt ran in and attacked and gave him to the and got a disqualification. After the match, they opened the casket back up, and somehow Kane's in it. Kane. So he comes in and helps Randy Orton clear the ring of him, but then the lights go out and, like, they're st- disappeared. They're start. This is why haven't they been doing this kind of stuff with Bray Wyatt since he's been in the WWE? Why is this just happening now, where he just disappears from the ring to get out of trouble and stuff? And why is this happening now? They just thought about it. Is I mean. Are the SmackDown writers just that much better? Possibly. Or maybe Kane actually had something to do with this. He's like, hey, remember when we used to do this shit with like me and Taker? It, I mean, yeah. So it would work perfectly now, with this it, guy. Is this going to lead to some sort of cat? I'm assuming this is going to lead to some sort of casket match at their next pay-per-view. That'd be nice. It's been a long time since there's been a casket match. But right now, I think it's going to be tag team. A tag team casket match? No, I don't. I don't think Casket's going to be involved yet. Tag, I mean, I think, tag team casket match. Yes, tag team casket match. Yeah, you can't say it. A tag team casket buried alive match, <laughs> where you have to throw them in the casket, then the casket then has to get dumped. In, yeah, and then somehow the Undertaker's hand will still come up through everything. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the grave will be surrounded by fire. Yes, yes, yes. In a hell in a cell. Yeah. Somehow all of that will happen. And you got to escape the Hell in a Cell, then escape the blue cage that's around the Hell in a Cell. <laughs> the old blue cage. Yeah. Classic. And then the uh, they have to fight through the Punjabi death yeah, match, the, whatever they had. Which was like a, what, a bamboo cage? Th- that's all it was. And then and then it's all inside a triple cage. They down the Dallas pages at the top with David Arquette ready to take on whoever. And Aki Bono. And if no one wins that, there'll be consecutive sack races every other Sunday <laughs> until a winner is crowned. <laughs> After that, Alexa Bliss defeated Naomi. Um, it's good. Na- or Alexa Bliss went over clean, hit the uh, Twisted Bliss to win by pinfall. Dressed as Freddy Krueger. Dressed as Freddy Krueger. Uh, after that, Apollo Crews was come waiting out. And <laughs> Apollo Crews isn't even getting an intro now. No. Crazy, huh? In the match, or in the ring, coming back from commercial break. And uh, Kurt he's, Hawkins. He's one of those guys. I love Kurt Hawkins' entrance music that has just like... Uh, now, was the announcer saying that stuff, or was he saying, was it just part of his promo? I don't know. I didn't pay attention. Okay. I, I think it was part of his intro <laughs> I was fast-forwarding at that point, and then when I saw Apollo Crews in there, that's when I stopped, so I missed that. So then, um, he, he, uh, nothing happened. Hawkins left the ring because he felt disrespected. So Yeah, it's going to be another one of those. I'm not going to see him for a while. <laughs> well, no, like they were doing with Ava Marie. You know, she still hasn't technically wrestled yet oh, during yeah. this one. You know, every time she got in there, something else happened. and Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like a boob fell out or yeah, something Yeah, it was like wardrobe that. malfunction and, and yeah. like, a doctor's okay. note or something. You know, and you're so much more dignified than I. I say a boob fall out and you say, yeah, wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't going to say boob fell out because I didn't see boob, so... <laughs> Carmella came to the ring after that, or no, yeah, Carmella came out to the ring, was bad-mouthing Nikki, Nikki came out, blah, who cares? 
Yeah, that went on way too long. Yep. After that, the Spirit Squad's sticking around. For a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. Uh, Kenny and I thought Kenny and Mikey looked still, yeah, yeah, they looked better than I thought they would have in the ring by now. I mean, Kenny, Kenny seems like he's in an all right shape anyway, but Mikey, I think Kenny still does like indie shows every now and then. And I thought Mike, I thought it was a good one. Um, Ms. Blindsided Slater and allowed Kenny to get a schoolboy roll up for the win. So Kenny gets the big pin on, uh, on Slater, uh, he's Slater tag team champions. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Baron Corbin and Jack Swagger had a match. Corbin, another short match. Yeah, Corbin and right court the right winner won. Right, you gotta start building up Corbin, and then finally, a world championship match between <laughs> between James Elworth of all people, like with his new shirt, with his new shirt that you know Dean Ambrose gave him at the beginning of the show. Um, took and he actually won by disqualification over AJ Styles. And you can't win the championship, of course, right? Through a disqualification, but, but he now has two wins over uh, AJ Styles. Some some spots in the match I liked, like you couldn't do a chin lock on James Elworth; <laughs> he slipped right out. Yeah, <laughs> David Otunga had two. Two David Otunga actually had a great night on commentary. I, I know one of the lines that you're going to say: the chin that got the win. <laughs> and, and I love my JBL's reaction: the chin that got the win. Oh. And it, it, <laughs> And no chin no music. Chin music. That <laughs> is some great commentary. Who would have thought David Otunga had that in him? Do you think he came up with it or if that was fed to him? Vince doesn't have... I don't think Vince has the wit to pull something like that off. I think, no, but I if think, Triple H was there. I guess, I don't know. I, you know, it may be just that one moment where it clicked. Yeah, and it could have. It, maybe in the headset they're like, Oh my God, Otunga, <laughs> you're brilliant! Um... After the match, Ambrose hit Styles with Dirty Deeds and announced Elworth as a winner and having as having more victories over AJ Styles and John Cena. Yeah, so, <laughs> great show that just I don't know. Well, Ellsworth's reactions when he's open when when he's get, leaves his mouth gaping wide open when he saw his shirt yeah. and stuff like that is so funny. I, I truly think that you know some of that is just genuine. Like yeah. he just can't believe that he is there. I, yeah, I mean, uh, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, I, and all this came from him just being a jobber to, to Braun Strowman. Yeah, and not having a chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was SmackDown this week. Uh, Mike, let's get to some news and notes, man. I see you got a big list over there, so let's go through it. Got quite a few. Uh, all right, we'll start out. Matt Seidel. Yeah, the, he was found with 2.12 grams of right. synthetic marijuana. Yeah. And they take that stuff pretty seriously over there in that Yeah, part of the in Japan, and there's talk that, you know, that may have ended his Japan career. Well, yeah, I think he may not ever be able to get into the country Yeah, again get into the country. Serious in yeah. That sucks, man, because he was, I thought he was killing it over there in New Japan with yeah. Ricochet, and they had to have uh, Ricochet team up with David Finley at the World of Chan or King of the World. All right. Uh, so, that sucks. I love my Matt Seidel over there, so I hope maybe... You know, the cruiserweights could always use one more, and I think he would be a great addition for the cruiserweights. Yeah, it would be great to see him back, yeah. Him and TJ Perkins would put on some fun stuff. Him and anybody right now. I mean, he was always great him in the t- ring. Him and Tony Nese. Yes. That would be amazing. Keeping along with New Japan this past week, you know, in their Friday night show, it was the match the one that you, as soon as you saw it, like after you watched it live or whatever, the next podcast, you, hey, 
watch. Oh, you sat us down. You got to see Shibata, Shibata and Ishii. And Ishii. Oh my god! No. It was that match from what was it? Uh, Wrestle that, Kingdom. That would or? be Wrestle Kingdom ten. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that match? Well, I knew like as soon as they came out and they started doing the kicks, I was like, I've seen this, I've seen this part. <laughs> but I mean, like, watch the whole match, and it was just. The first half of the match was not a wrestling match. All it was was, let's see how hard I can get hit and not fall down. And then they would just trade spots. You know, they'd, you know, Shibata would sit down and take a kick to the back. Then Ishii would sit down, Shibata would give the kick, and they just would do that repeatedly, and then they'd do that with elbows. And What do you think of the headbutt spot? Oh. I mean, it, they just beat the hell out of each yeah. other for that match. And that they? was like a... Like a 17, 18 minute match. I mean, it was just brutality the entire time. Those forearm shots look stiff. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, there's a, sh- they're my two favorite people from New Japan Pro Wrestling are Shibata and Kushida. I yeah. love watch. I'll w- always love watching those two wrestle. But if you haven't seen it, just at least look up that match. It's it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, like I said, the first half of the match, you're just going to sit there and just kind of cringe like, holy shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, you can hear, you know, just shin on chest or shin on the back and the forearm shots. I mean, yeah, you I know. showed that to Dan. He was like, yeah, sometimes I'll pat their stomach. And then I show him the kicks. He's like, yeah, they're not patting their no. stomachs. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it was amazing. I was glad I finally got to see that entire match. I'm glad you got to see it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Page. Now this is interesting. Um, for there's a lot of news going around. One, Alberto Del Rio is still married. Yeah, the divorce has not been finalized yet, and they are still in divorce proceedings. Page has <clears throat> proposed to Alberto Del Rio in the ring. In like, the ring, supposedly this is legit. Like she actually got down and proposed. This wasn't like an angle or something where they were. I mean, this is supposedly legit. And like our family isn't really happy about it. I I I really think, and I don't know either one of them on any sort of level, but I kind of think this is a toxic relationship for both of them, from what just from what I've seen. Yeah, and that's what uh, you know, that's what her family thinks. Apparently, I mean, they've as soon as they heard about it, they you know went to Twitter, or Facebook, or whatever, and started posting about it. It's like, yeah, we love Paige, but no, this isn't good. Yeah. And then they started deleting stuff after that. Delete. Yes. Delete. Delete. Because Del Rio is obsolete. Delete. Delete. But then uh just read that she apparently did have surgery on her neck. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully but she so she's up. gonna be gone for a while anyway. Yeah, hopefully she heals up quickly and correctly. Uh let's see here. <laughs> Something kind of funny but not surprising now with TNA. They've been having problems with the music rights for a lot of their entrance songs. Mm-hmm. And last week on Impact, The Miracle, Mike Bennett comes out, and they had, like, part of the opening to it. It was, I mean, you could tell it's always been, like, two different little songs. There's little entrance music and then his actual, like, intro music. But on the, when you watch it on TV, music just cut out. Hmm. Because they couldn't get the rights to it or something anymore because they're such financial hell. Apparently it happened on a couple other matches that I didn't notice, but that's where TNA is right now. Uh, You know, what would have been really funny is like if a wrestler would have come out and you heard glorious, <laughs> I won't get like, oh, someone's backstage like, oh, what the hell? 
But I mean, apparently the music was playing there in the arena, but for it the just taping, didn't make it to TV. Yeah, wow. you couldn't do it for TV. <clears throat> um, now there's some uh, there's some other news about TNA, right? Like they're, I mean, they're in so much debt right now. Yeah, like there was stuff I read today that they're expected to file bankruptcy, mm. and if they do, I think there's like two different ways they can do it. I think it's uh. I think it's like chapter nine and chapter 11 bankruptcy, something like that. Uh, I think if they file for chapter 11, I believe is what it said, then the company is like no more. It can't exist. Hmm. But the other one, they can still kind of stay afloat somehow. Interesting. But they are not in a good place right now. I mean, they've still got, they've still have a schedule of like, uh, you know, TV tapings all the way through January, but. Nobody knows if they're going to be around then. Then we've got... uh, You hear about Mick Foley on Twitter. Go ahead. No, go ahead and remind me. He apparently had a a private conversation like through DM on Twitter with a fan. Oh, yeah. I I think I did see that. And then the fan decided to post it online, like the entire conversation. And Mick kind of got upset. And he was like, you know, he even told the guy, he was like, you know, if if I grant you the courtesy of, you know, a direct message, you know, respect that it's supposed to be private. And the guy just posted everything he said. The, the guy was trying to convince Mick Foley to put Summer Ray in, like, the title picture. Yeah. Like, what what the hell? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, she'd be a big draw, and he was, like, trying to give all this stuff. And, like, he was rude to Mick at first, and Mick was like, all right, first, you know, just be polite. I'm granting you this you know, this opportunity or whatever, just, you know, try to be nice about it. And the dude apologized, but yeah, it was just going on and on about how Paige should get a bigger push or not Paige, uh, Summer, Summer Ray should get a bigger push. Which, you've got Sasha Banks, you've got Charlotte, you've got Bailey, you've got Dana Brooke. I would book all of those people before I would book Summer Ray for a run. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was just, a huge is, Summer Ray fan, but this is a typical <laughs> pro wrestling fan that makes all of us other ones look bad. But because of this, McFoley actually tweeted that you know, because of this one instance, he you know doesn't feel that he can trust a lot of people, so he will no longer be accepting direct messages. Good you know, for him from anybody. That's fine. You know, Good he for said him. you know aside from family and friends, he will no longer do direct messages. Well, that's fine. And so people, and that would do ruined it for everybody. Anyone, any pro wrestling fan. That is upset about it, get a life. Yeah. Next, which go? Yeah. What's next? Uh, <coughs> talked about that. Apparently, I don't know how true this is, but there are rumors that WWE is now seriously considering turning John Cena heel. I don't see it happening. I really don't. Because they're thinking, you know, at this point in his career, you know, he's becoming more and more of a part-time guy. I mean, he's taking time off a lot to do other things. And they're thinking it would probably work best for him now to be heel and put over these younger guys. And there's still rumor that he would face Undertaker at the next WrestleMania, and that would be a good build-up, you know, him being the heel character in that. I just don't I just don't see the heel turn. I would be surprised. I would be very surprised. But I would welcome it. Yeah, but then you know the pe- then the kids will be booing them and the teenagers will be cheering them. Well, yeah. So, but I, I mean, mean that's just that's how it is now. Yeah. 
That's for, that's, that's for <laughs> dang sure. <laughs> that's just how it is. What's next? Last little bit, and I was surprised we didn't mention it. The return of another superstar, Mickey James. Yes, this is and this is going to be um, against Asuka at, at the, the next, next takeover. Yeah, which is going to be right before Survivor Series, yeah, I believe. Yeah, the night before Survivor. That Series. card is shaping up to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, uh, and we still got about you know a month or so until it comes around, but. Yeah, and Trish was they wanted Trish to come in, but yeah, because it's going to be in Toronto, and but she's pregnant, and you can't right. wrestle pregnant. Exactly. So, yeah, um, th- I'm excited. I can't. I, I'm really excited. We're going to see Mickey James in NXT, and apparently, it's what they're talking about is you know it's not just going to be a one match thing. Like she's going to kind of stick around for a little bit. Good, great, and it would be great to see her in NXT you know, back in there. Yeah, you know they need a little bit of star power for their women's division in NXT yeah. right now, and I, that she's a perfect choice for it. Yeah. And I think it's great that she's agreed to do that, and she's, you know, it hasn't got to her head of, like, her name or whatever, and she's, you know, demanding, no, I'm not coming back unless I'm on, like, the main roster or whatever. I mean, right. she she sees what NXT is and is going with it. Yep. What's next? That's all I had. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you want to do, what do you want to do next? There was a trivia question. Oh, we got a trivia question, <laughs> and the chat room emptied. <laughs> no, Will's still in the chat room. Will, we started asking uh, trivia questions to each other last week. Last week, if you went and back and listened, um, we did. And I was wrong. Mike was right. Top The top 10 cumulative days as WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Now, right. I, at least I did get that part. It was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Right. It was not the World Heavyweight Championship. Right. But that's what threw me off. Yeah, turn your laptop. Don't want to yeah. be accused of being a cheater. If it doesn't pop up on here, I did. I do have it on my phone ready, though. <clears throat> Glorious. I won't give in. I won't give in till I'm victorious. That's still my ringtone. That's awesome. <laughs> Won't you work? I've got the, I got the new iPhone seven today, and I'm restoring from a backup, and all of my apps have to reinstall. Ooh! So, this is fun. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come, Mister Tallyman, tally me banana. Daylight <coughs> coming, me want to go home. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? And feel free to play along in the chat room. All right. Let me see here. Okay. The list is a little longer than yours. Okay. But not by much. Need you to name the 12 Grand Slam champions. In WWE. Now, a couple things. This is this is what they're listing as the original format, okay. which basically still four different titles, but it can be you know this was kind of in like the from the nineties to the two thousands when they it was pretty much after the whole invasion. You know, you could have had the WWE title or the World okay. Heavyweight, uh, the World Tag Team or the WWE Tag Team. 
the Intercontinental, and then the European or Hardcore. Okay. There are 12 of them. Okay. Off the top of my head, I know Miz is one of them. No. Miz is... He he has been... He's not on the original format. On the current format, what they've got listed is the current format. say Say the current format again. Okay, we're going with the original format. Okay. It's either the the WWE or the World Heavyweight. Okay. The World Tag Team or the WWE Tag Team. Okay. Intercontinental. Okay. And then European or Hardcore. European. Shawn Michaels. Right. Um, Stone Cold. No. The Rock. No. Triple H. Yes. Okay. So that's two. So, and if anybody in the <laughs> the one person in the chat room, please give feel <laughs> yeah, free you answers. Throw them out there. Uh, you're Brit- British Bulldog. No. Bret Hart. Nope. Bret Hart wasn't one. Wow. No. I could have sworn he won the European title at some point. He's not listed on here. Mark Henry. Nope. Under uh, I don't think Undertaker's. No. I don't think Undertaker ever had Intercontinental. No, he didn't. Uh, man, I, now, you, you, you're, you've done a good one on me. Uh, World Heavyweight. All right, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. There are that you haven't named. One, two, three that are still currently active in WWE. Okay, Brock. No. Mick Foley. No. <clears throat> uh, and Will in the chat room said Mick Foley. Um, they're still active in the WWE. Actual, like, currently active wrestling. Dolph? No. Uh, <clears throat> trying to think of tag team wrestlers that have been around for a while. Uh... Hmm. That are active. That are active. Yeah, there's three on here that are still actively wrestling. And then everybody else is... Uh, so... <coughs> actively wrestling in WWE. There's still a few that are on here that are not in WWE that are active. That are not in WWE <coughs> and active. Uh, Orton? Orton is not on there. Wow. Tate and Will in the chat room said Orton as well. <coughs> uh, so... Man, who have been in the who's been in the WWE for a while that would have been on this format? Uh, hmm. I think I've started out with a good one here. The world <coughs> they won a world heavyweight title, an intercontinental title, either a European or a hardcore, and a tag and a, team. And a tag team title. Man, this is he, uh, you've named two of twelve. Two of twelve. We've got ten to go. <laughs> and a whole Ric Flair. No. Um, who who's been tag team champions? Carlito. No. He never won a world title, did he? No, I don't think so. Um. 
I mean, am I going to feel stupid when I don't get these? A couple of them, yeah. Hmm. Uh, One in particular. Kevin Owens? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess he hasn't won a tag belt. Yeah, and he couldn't have won hardcore European. Yeah. Um. Chris Jericho. Yes. I knew it. Yeah. Uh. Our <clears throat> truth? No, he's never won a world title. No. Uh, I think he only feuded for it once <clears throat> against Cena. Mm-hmm. John Cena. Nope. Wow. No European or hardcore for him, huh? Right. Uh. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of guys that have been tag team champions that have been wrestling for a while uh that are st- that are still in the WWE. Edge? No. Huh. He didn't win a European title. Or uh, hmm. So it's not on here. Thought that I, you know, I thought Or you know, it could have been hardcore also. Right. Yeah, but uh Christian <clears throat> Christian, yes. Yes. Um, Kane? Yes. Okay. So I've got four now, right? Or five. Five. Only seven more to go. Only seven more. Let's see, Kurt Hitting never <coughs> won a world title. Jake the Snake never won a world title. Uh, Santino Moretta? He never won a world title. No. Uh... Owen Hart? Nope. Okay. Coco Beware? Nope. <clears throat> it's going back a little bit. Yeah, you're going way back. Let's see. And so have I got all the guys that are still actively wrestling for the WWE? Mm, no. So how many more are still actively wrestling for the WWE? One. One, One. more that's still active. And <clears throat> it's not Brock? No. But he has feuded with Brock before. And he's still in the WWE. Yes. Goldberg? No. See, I thought you'd throw a wrench in there with no. Goldberg. No. Um He's feuded with Brock and he's still currently in the WWE. Jeff Hardy? Well, I, I, that that just that name just popped in my yeah, head. He is one though. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, Jeff Hardy is one. Matt Hardy? No. Uh CM Punk? No. Um, <coughs> so I've gotten half of the list, right? Just about, yeah. You're six so that, of that, 13. That, that, oh, I thought it was 12. Yeah, it's 12. Okay, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, yeah, it is 12. Who, who the hell is feuded with Brock? Uh, the, Big show? The, the Big Show? Big Show. Big okay. Show, yes. So that's all the active WWE guys, right? Yes. So that now, are currently wrestling. Yes. And so now, any retired guys? Retired from wrestling, yes, but still a part of WWE. Okay. Dusty Rhodes? No. Uh, Ron Simmons? No. Uh, Bradshaw, JBL? Yes. Ah, you see, you did throw a little trickery in there. <laughs> Daniel Bryan? No. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't have won a European or a hardcore. Right. Uh, give me three more guesses, and then we'll go through the. You can just reveal the whole list. Um, Hulk Hogan. You only got four more. Hogan. No. Nash. No. 
Batista? Nope. Huh. Um now I'm trying to go through like stable guys. <laughs> Just uh I I don't know. I tap out. I'm done. Anything else from the chat room? Nope. All right. Two of them are on your wall behind you. Kurt Angle <laughs> and Rob Van Dam. Yes. Okay. And then, well, here, I'll just go down the list. Okay. All right. Shawn Michaels. Okay. Triple H. Yep. Kane. Yep. Jericho. Yep. Kurt Angle. Yep. Eddie Guerrero. Ah, Eddie. RVD. Booker T. Huh. Jeff Hardy, JBL, Christian, and Big Show. Now, a little side one with this. One of those wrestlers has won every single title on there. Uh, that was on this list. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, because to qualify for it, it was either WWE Championship or the World Heavyweight. You know, WWE Tag Titles or he won every single one of the, the qualifying titles. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm going to guess Booker T. No. Who? Jericho. Huh. Won every single one of them. Jericho! <clears throat> WWE World, the World Heavyweight, the World Tag Titles with Benoit, the WWE Tag Team Titles with Edge. He won the Intercontinental, which we knew, European, and the Hardcore title at one point. Wow. I remember his Hardcore title run, too, because I think he took it from off um, uh, the Road Dog. But just uh, they had their current format, which was you know, the more recent version of when it was just the WWE title, they only had one tag team title, the Intercontinental and the United States title. And those would have been Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Big Show, The Miz was on that one, yep. and Daniel Bryan. I knew The Miz was on some one of those yeah. ones. I knew Daniel Bryan was too. Right. Well, what do you say we do in Memphis Wrestling Moment now? Let's do that because I feel that I stumped you. Bum, 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 we ready? October 17th, 1977. Mid-South Coliseum. Starting at the bottom. Terry Gordy versus David Schultz. Pat Barrett versus Radamans. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that. Special challenge match, Norvell Austin versus Bruce Swayze. Return tag team match, no time limit, no disqualification, no stopping match. Phil Hickerson and Dennis Condry versus Scott Casey and Robert Gibson. Southern tag team title match, the Samoans with manager Bruce Swayze as the champions versus Bill Dundee and Mr. Wrestling. Nice. Main event... A special, a Southern Heavyweight Championship match, two out of three falls, special New York State referee, Jerry Lawler as the champion versus Jim Valiant. Nice. Handsome Jimmy Valiant, baby. Lawler triumphs. Jerry Lawler defeated Jim Valiant at the Mid-South Coliseum last night to retain his National Wrestling Alliance Southern Heavyweight Championship. It's a long-ass title. Hell yeah. While challengers Bill Dundee and Mr. Wrestling captured the NWA Southern Tag Team titles, 
winning by disqualification over the Samoans in other bouts. Rodimus, 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 I don't know, beat Pat Barrett. Phil Hickerson and Dennis Condry beat Scott Casey, Robert Gibson, and also defeated Lawler, Norville, Austin, and Ken Dillinger and David Schultz beat Terry Gordy and Al Costello. But it did not give an attendance. Well, then that means it was 12,000. Yes, 12,936, I believe. There you go. Cool. Well, that is all I got for this week. As we like to end every episode and go ahead and get the viewers in the chat room ready, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, I ask you, who is your? Superstar of the Week. Uh, I've actually got mine first. Okay, go ahead. James Elworth. Okay, I figured that's what you were going with. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, for me, hmm. Again, it's old, but Shibata and Ishii. There you go. I like it. Because I saw it this week, so it counts. There you go. Well, folks, that is all we've got for this week. The easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe wherever podcasts are available, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. If you are on iTunes, please go give us a five-star review, and we will read it on the air. Um... That helps us out with our iTunes rating. And also head over to OversellPodcast.com and check out the Amazon link. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast.